Okay, this week's guest on our um, back and forward chat, I have an, uh, a new contributor to the podcast, uh, getting his first cap. Um, I'd like to welcome a um, longtime contributor. He's written a couple of uh, blogs for us as well over the years, um, Mr. Connor Cronin. Welcome, sir. Thanks a million. Thanks for having me. You're a longtime Leinster fan, season ticket holder, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, I've been season ticket holder for 13 years, thereabouts now. Um, I, uh, I think they're just about qualified. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. decent enough stretch, and you 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 stayed you stayed with it over the years, you know. Well, listen, what I wanted to do uh, this week is it's it's something I don't often do. Um, it, it just take a bit of time to just take stock on Leinster's season so far. We're we're about we're eleven games in, and. Um, I don't really don't think we haven't had a start like this before in terms of wins. I don't think. I mean, there's always been a defeat or two up to now, um, and I just think it's a you know I, I don't think it's, it does does this any harm, especially after the World Cup Ireland had and the kind of mood we were in as the season started to just sit back for a second and and, and not worry about um, you know you can have all the cliches in the world. No, no trophies are won until May. Uh, you know all this stuff, and you can always improve and all this stuff. But just take maybe. A half an hour or something just to sit back and maybe two Leinster fans just sit and talk about how well Leinster have done in this opening portion of the season and just enjoy it, you yeah, know? To, to sit back and appreciate what has been some, or mostly, really good rugby. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, what we're going to do is we're going to, and, and I also want to put, you know, first of all, I want to go maybe game by game and try to remember what we can from them, but also put it in context as to where we were at the time. Mm. Because um, just, just from our first game of the season was away to Benetton. And um, that was played on the evening of the loss to Japan. So just as our season was kicking off, the the Ireland's the wheels were coming off of Ireland's kind of World Cup, you know. So it was kind of it was kind of ironic that it happened that way. But um, and and we you know we haven't always had it easy over there as well. But we ended up winning thirty two twenty seven, which a lot of people will say, well, you know, th- that's still close kind of thing. Like, do, do you remember how you felt at that at on, for, on that opening I day? At the time, I was looking because knowing that we would still have to play them twice more in in the European context. And knowing that when you've got players, when you've got Leinster traveling to Treviso, that's a a challenge in itself, Uh, especially these days. Mm -hmm. They've they've come such a long way in even just the last two, three seasons. They've really improved as a side. They made some really good signings over the last couple of years. I think Ian Keatley is probably the best of them looking at how he's played mm-hmm. um, particularly looking ahead you know the, the, the Treviso game and the RDS but um, for that particular game you're looking at how many players not there I didn't know enough about a lot of the younger players starting that game to be able to say with any confidence that Leinster had come away with a win and mm-hmm. it was tight enough as I recall, you know, we they we had a good opening, what, opening 15 minutes or so, and then Benetton just came straight back into it and and ran it close. But at the time, I remember thinking, <laughs> we're missing all those first team players and we've come away with a win and a bonus point away from home. So th- there was nothing really to give out about in that context, you know, that... that 
you've come away yeah, with absolutely. the five points. And yeah, you've leaked tries, but young lads have been blooded and all those other cliches that we keep using again and again. Um, yeah, I mean, in previous years, um, that would have that would have gone down as maybe, um, you know, oh, you know, oh, we only beat them by five points and we were lucky and they had a red card in the second half and all this kind of stuff. And, um, you know, we did all these cap. We'd be thrown in all these caveats. But yeah. as you say, it was a it was a, it was a young Leinster team considering what had happened that morning out in Japan. Yeah, like. You know anything here to stop basically at that time but um we, we still would have had a lot to you know we, we we wouldn't we certainly wouldn't have been thinking at the time well we're going to go on this run of 11 matches you know that kind of way it was uh, it was it was it was a decent start and when you look at how leinster have started the season typically over the years where there's in the mm. first three four games as you said there's always at least one loss and you'd have looked at that game and mm. said, it, it's probably going to be this one. And then they come mm. in with five points. Yeah, yeah. We were definitely, definitely in good form at the time. Now, next up, well, of course, of course, midweek then, between that and our next match, um, Ireland played Russia. Yeah. And um, even though whitewashed them 35-0, like we, well, there was a lot of complaints about that performance that we could have done better. Yeah, a, a lot um, of people who wondered why is it only 35 um, but then on the Friday night we had our home opener against the Ospreys and um, you know the, nothing you didn't want to take anything for granted in that against them you know because I mean they've had their they've, you know they, they, they're not what they were back in the days when they were winning championships and they had kind of developed a kind of an organic rivalry with us mm. but uh, we still put but you know you can still you, you still felt you couldn't take them for granted yet we put 50 points on them yet again and, and I was baffled by putting 50 points on them. Because mm. as you say, yeah. th- there's a team who should be, you know, uh, a- any European team should be playing good rugby with or without their stars. Mm. Any team in the Champions Cup, you expect them to come and at least put up a good challenge. And I didn't come away mm. feeling they'd done that. I- and I remember reading at the time, lots of people saying, you know, you don't learn an awful lot from a game like that. You don't learn about what your players are doing and how well they've come along in the past couple of weeks of training because all they're doing is running out training ground moves and and and, and scoring tries off them. We had them they didn't score until the seventy second minute, yeah. like I mean it was uh I, I remember being crazy. disappointed yeah, about that. Just... Sitting in the stand and going, Yeah, oh I thought we'd get the I thought I thought we'd keep them with a duck. Yeah, yeah. And yet not surprised that they scored and I think only surprised that it took them so long and they hadn't done more mm. as much as we obviously we always want to do better than the, it's, it's a it's a fine line I don't know it's it's I mean you wouldn't accuse them of giving up on the day no, but, but maybe not showing up on the day in the sense that yeah that's they, it that's they, they it. didn't bring their best and we've seen yeah. their best over the years and they they just haven't brought it the, the thing about it is is that even with players away at the World Cup, we were still able to put out Fergus McFadden, Joe Tamane, James Lowe, Gibson Park, you yes. know, all those Devon Toners, Party. You know, it was, it was, all, it was a kind of an embarrassment of riches, you yeah. know? And it's something I think that Leinster will struggle with as we get towards the business end of the season, where if mm. players keep playing the way they are now, there are going to be offers all over the place, especially for the young lads. You know, pe- people will mm. be asked, look, you're not going to get your game at Leinster, so why don't you come and play for us? 
Okay, so that was that was the Ospreys. Um, then the following week, um, it was Edinburgh again, and you know Richard Cockrell has them had to, you know got them into Europe last year. They didn't do so bad in Europe. Um, didn't qualify this time around, but you know he's he's pulled off a couple of good results. He pulled off a couple of good results already at that stage, so we thought maybe they'd put up a, something of resistance. But um, we didn't beat them by as much, but it was still 40-14, to 14, a comfortable enough win, you know? Yeah, and they had a couple of decent tries on the night. And, and, and when you see those good tries going in, you're wondering what was wrong with them for the rest of the game or were Leinster just that good? And I think mm. that's, that, that's what it's really boiling down to. You know, you look, you're three games in, and you've got three bonus point wins and Leinster mm. were just being that good. Attack, yeah. solid attack, even more solid defence. And, and there was nothing to do for them. They, they couldn't break yeah. down Leinster at all. Well, I say at all. They, they got mm. their two tries. But, you know, nothing, nothing they were doing was setting the world alight while Leinster's defence was just, I say, consistent and solid the whole way through. So that was... Um... That was Edinburgh. Now, um, the fall. Now, the day after we played Edinburgh, Ireland beat Samoa, and then beat bet them pretty well. Yeah. Um, then, um, and also uh, after that, um, just to, just as a side note, you had Leinster A winning the uh, Celtic Cup, yeah. also with eight wins out of eight, and uh, that's not to be sneezed at. That was a that was a really handy competition. For I don't know how it fared for the other teams in it. As a competition, it's been a great way to help evolve some of the, particularly the academy players, in in the mm. same way that the old British and Irish Cup did. The A squads from Wales are not putting up the same kind of a challenge that a team like Jersey Reds or Leeds Carnegie might have. We're missing those bigger challenges. But the the, the the way this format does work for Leinster, and I, I hope all the teams, is that it's played in consecutive weeks. Yes. So that you can, they could get a squad together and just, this is this is the way I think rugby should play in general for tournaments. The, uh, the, well, from a, if you're a coach anyway, you can get your squad, you have them for the whole tournament and then it's done. And you, you don't have, oh, well, these guys are gone, these guys are gone, I have to rest this guy because of a game two weeks down the road, all this kind of stuff. Yep. It's just straight <clears throat> from start to finish. And it's, it's, it, it's, it's, it was good for Noah McNamara to be able to have that team, ne- never mind the actual talent he had at his disposal. Yeah. You know, being the likes of, you know, Connor O'Brien, Scott Penny and Will Connors mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff and and, and and also being able to blend all these these other players, you know. I mean, they were, they were churning out big wins week in week out, but you can see like all the players who have stepped up since then that it that it, that that it did reap a benefit. Absolutely. You know, like there's, there's a lot to be said for players having the opportunity to play consistent rugby, to be picked week after week, and you know, yeah, you're not being picked for the senior squad, but you're being picked so that a coach can come and watch and a coach can come and say, "That's why aren't we picking him for next week? Let's have a look at him. Let's see how he does." in a bigger game and it was a great opportunity for a lot of those young guys to show their capability now um, I, I did skip a game I mentioned the Iron Samoa game and then I went to the um, the Celtic Cup final now there was a game in between then um, it was Ireland against 
team called the All Blacks oh. or something. I, I that match went, and probably best not talk about it anyway. But um, I, so, I don't know so who the they next are, match from all I know is they did they yeah, didn't yeah. win the World Cup either, so they mustn't be too important. There you go. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Best be, be, best leave it out. Um, after that, now this this is bizarre. Now, like we, we're talking about Leinster's first eleven games of the season, and the next one we're going to talk about was actually our worst. Probably well, it was definitely our worst result, if you could call it that, of the season. And what I always say is that when your worst result is a, an away yeah. win, that's also a shutout. An, an away win. I mean, by doing... three points, or an away win yes. by shutout, and any way you want to look at it, it was an away win. Exactly. I watched that game absolutely, on the telly and I was baffled at how thirty men, and actually technically forty-six men who all came to be mm. professional rugby players could not keep a hold of the ball it was um yeah it was it was a strange one to watch and uh and and you know it's like how could you i mean how could you even analyze it afterwards i mean it's like okay we won and and the thing is now we're talking about defense yeah. there, it was only maybe, it was only maybe with 10 minutes to go i'd say that it actually dawned on me jesus we could actually lose this because generally when when your opponents have the ball and they're you know even at midfield you're thinking okay Jesus they give away a penalty now we'll have a line out in our own 22 all this kind of stuff but it's like you, you kind of get lulled into this um security with 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 our defensive structures I even saw it in the Celtic Cup team um that that you know they're not getting through us man they're just they're just not and it's it, it, it was it was weird and and it's like it, of course all it could take was maybe one mistake one bad tackle maybe one sending off high tackle or something towards the end and they still could have won but I was never really that worried I don't I don't know how you felt maybe towards the end but I, I it wasn't as tense for me as, as as other matches where we're just three points up with a few minutes to go I think I, think I was watching years, it you know? and saying to myself God, we're, we're only up by three but yeah, I, I don't see how they're going to score anything unless mm-hmm. we do something stupid. What it would have taken, Absolutely. It would have taken as, as you say, the reckless tackle or the player not releasing or something silly mm. to give them an opportunity. Mm. And the something silly wasn't, and the something special wasn't coming to break through the, the defense. Mm. And 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 the one thing about our our defense this year that I've found anyway is that it. It that the bringing on the bench for the last 20, 30 minutes of any match makes no difference. I mean, if anything, they're almost more determined not to see a drop in standards. It's like, yeah, they, I, I haven't looked at the stats, but I think it's been almost hardest for teams to score in those last 10 minutes. You, you get a few moments, I think, where somebody realizes, what, what am I doing standing here? I should be further out in the line, but why am I standing here when, I'm, when this isn't my spot? And you get a few of those moments mm. early on as a player comes in and just settles himself into how things are playing and how how, how the opposition are playing against Leinster. And how, how does he need to do his job best? And you, you get a couple of those moments where the opposition will get a line break, but there's always somebody there to pick up the mistake. Like it, it, it's the real measure of how the team are playing lately, I think. This idea that it's okay because he made a mistake, but I'm here to pick up the pieces of that. And he'll get slagged for it on Monday when we watch the video. 
but we'll look after each other. Mm. After we played uh, Zebra, because Zebra and Benetton were away, and then we talked about Edinburgh and Ospreys, that, you know, they, they, they can play well, they have been known to play well. There was, none of the wins were really, we figured were, you know, put them in the bank when they kicked off, you yeah. know? Um, but our next match was at home to the Dragons, and no disrespect to them, but if if, we, if you had to pick one match where you say, well, we should be getting five points from that at home to the Dragons, um, you know, that was one. So this this maybe wasn't that much of a surprise, and we, and again, we ran up a 50-burger. It's 50, 50 to 15, we won. I keep looking at the Dragons and wondering, what are the Welsh Rugby Union spending money on? Because mm. they keep coming... And I, I, as you say, I wasn't in any way concerned about the Dragons coming at all. And then got onto the field and, okay, they had a couple of good moments and they got their couple of tries, but I I really wasn't phased by them at all. And you're looking at, now somebody like Richard Hibbard, who's got however many caps he has for Wales and he's got all his experience when he played with Gloucester. And the Welsh Rugby Union spent money to bring him back and just wasn't doing anything. He, he has a responsibility as a player to not be the first one to put his head down and say, oh, well, sir, we're about to lose to Leinster. So the, the look of him, it, he just had that expression on him that said, we're here, we'll see what we can do, I suppose. As opposed to, lads, mm. you know, why don't we do our thing and do it well and we could win this? Absolutely. Okay, so um, after the Dragons then, now, then then we came into the stretch of the season. When I looked at the sequence of games we had after the Dragons, I said, right, okay, this is this is where we're really going to be tested. Because the following week, we had Connett away, and Connett had been doing really well. Yep. Um, and uh, we had, I mean, there was absolutely no, nothing was taken, whatever about the Dragons. To a really, no, but I, really good Connett absolutely. side. Since Andy Friend came absolutely, in, they been ab- absolutely fantastic. Yeah, oh, he's doing re- he's doing really well, and he had them, he had them, um, he has has them playing good rugby. Still does, and they're still getting results. And uh, especially traveling out to Galway for a Friday night out in Galway, there, there's nothing nothing taken for granted at all. Yet, still, we managed to put them to the sword as well. And uh, pretty much from the kickoff, yeah. As as far as I can recall, and it was it was almost it was like dead 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 almost as a contest from the word go. And basically, whatever again, it was the defense. I mean, we put forty two points on them, but whatever they tried to do, and they were trying stuff. I mean, Jack Carty was, and and he's 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 pretty good at improvising himself, little kicks over the top, and yep. all that kind of stuff. Trying everything, and it just wasn't happening. If he, if he, if he thought there was space in behind, we'd have cover. If they tried to power through, we, you know, we'd be able to stop them. And it was just they managed one try at the start of the second half, and um, but the, even then, the game was over. We had like we already had the bonus point in the bag before halftime, yeah. you know. And again, it surprised me that that, that Leinster scored so more and mm. that Connacht scored so little. I, I was expecting mm. it, it was one of those games where you look and you say God away to Connacht if we get out of there with a three point win amazing mm, absolutely and, and I had to take it to three nil that night no just, problem yeah it, it, it baffled me <laughs> Yeah, yeah, really, really, really did. But uh, like I say, we weren't complaining. No, you, you, and, and you don't um, complain. You don't so, complain when your team shows up and says, okay, we've come to Connacht. It's a tough place to come, but that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and, and one prevailing theme um, from from all the eleven matches I found is that you know you, when you know when you spend a lot of time online seeing other people's comments, there's there's been there hasn't been much begrudgery from other from from opposition fans. You know that kind of way. Which it's there like, normally would be. Uh, totally, totally. It's like oh well, if the ref hadn't given that decision, or this, or this, then the other, blah blah blah. But I think it's just it's just um, a, a groundswell of almost respect for the way they played um, or, or, or over the weeks. You know, and then and, and they're looking and saying, "Wow, just general." They, yeah. they played really, really well. And as much as I'd love to mm. begrudge them. You can't begrudge good rugby. No, absolutely. Um, now, this was all in the Pro 14, and uh, Europe hadn't kicked off mm-hmm. yet. And uh, so the following week, we opened, we had our opening match. Uh, we had Benetton again. Um, again, taking nothing for granted, but, you know, especially since um, the, their last two results, their last two games at the RDS. Yep. You know they they want they got a win and a draw them, but um, I suppose when you're talking about Europe, it's a different you know it's kind of a different story. You're talking about a different Leinster, um, and um, you know like you know I, I, a lot of people said at the time well we didn't have it all our way on no. that day, but we still did more than enough to stay out of them. Just about in in some moments, I think that yeah, I I I don't think that enough was done watching the first Pro 14 game video back to look and say okay mm-hmm. them a little bit under strength us a bit under strength and this is how tight it ran so let's do our homework mm-hmm. and do it well let's not give them chances to score um, and then mm-hmm. in the first couple of minutes you've got Keatley kicking to the corner and them scoring off the back foot and mm-hmm. it was now that, that that was a tough moment yes. when you're looking going okay we want to be contenders and the first thing Leinster do in this game is potentially leak try and yeah. and all that good defence from the previous weeks you know, wondering where's it gone so I was delighted to see it suddenly build back up again and yeah they got a couple more yeah. tries and they got a bit of a rubber mm. green for those I think um, mm. uh, I think that again Leinster were clinical and effective in attack and I think it was the first it seems to be the first real test Leinster had had all season and it was always going to be you know Benetton don't come to the RDS afraid in a way they might have five years ago Absolutely. That's what I was going to say. I mean, it sounds, it does sound very patronizing, but when you, when you've seen them progress over the years, I mean, it's a, it can only be a compliment to them that, like you say, very first, you know, okay, they were already a try down, but still they get a penalty and most teams anywhere, any away team, especially against a team at the home of a team that's won four titles. You get a penalty right in front. You kick the damn thing. You take the three points and you move on. They they didn't hesitate. They put it to the corner and they got the reward for it. And just for a team like Treviso, if Claremont did that, we'd be saying fair play, you know. But this this is Treviso. They had no fear. They 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 did it. And it was a it was a it was a big compliment to them that they did that and that they kept pushing. They got to try right at the end yeah. as well. They didn't they didn't up until the very end. I, I was impressed, and I think as I was looking at that point looking ahead and I said it to a few of the guys I sit with and I said you know Treviso are going to get at least one win in this group at least I could see them getting another Mm. Mm. 
and uh, so so that was so that was seven wins out of seven and to, to start the season and looking at the fixtures we had after that I said well you know seven wins out of seven that was a good run but you know something's got to give at some stage you, you couldn't help but think that especially when your next three matches are at Leon Glasgow and Northampton you're thinking you know listen one of you know, them something's got to and, and I know uh, yeah and I and I and in looking to previews and you know we get comments when the teams announced and all this kind of stuff already creeping in a lot of people were saying oh be happy with the losing bonus point be happy with the losing bonus point for this match you know and mm-hmm. uh and it, it, it's strange when you've won all your matches up to them but you can totally understand like those those three trips in particular like when you, you know two of them were to away trip to France. exactly exactly and and glasgow are they they had a bad start to the season but they were picking up and they, they they're always motivated against us you know but um still you know the 13 to 6 against Lyon yeah. to start with you know and when you're looking I mean say, if anything we're going to France everyone says we're going to France can we get out with a losing bonus point getting out with the yeah. win was a great result it wasn't great rugby that and day. keeping them trapped it wasn't no. it wasn't spectacular but the defence was the defence was again oh, was solid consistent the strong blue yeah. wall across the field and every time it looked like they were getting ground, there was just enough pressure to force the mistake, to force the knock-on, to force the penalty. Absolutely. And the the the, the ironic thing is, is that like just those three matches, just taking them as a group, Leon, Glasgow, Northampton. You talk about defence; those three matches just conceded thirty-two points, which is between those three yeah. matches. I mean, it's 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 like if if you're having that kind of return with your defence and you're not winning them, yeah, you'd be worried. <laughs> you know, some, it's an incredible statistic. So that was Leon, and then then we took a sort of a one week break to the Pro 14. But that was the one week where we had a difficult, well, some, you know, it was meant to be a difficult trip to Glasgow. And uh, again, you know, like I talk about the defense at the end, but a lot of these matches have been characterized by uh, good starts, yeah, as well. Like good, you know, strong it's, it's start, like, um, get the points on the board, yeah, and know that your defense will hold even if you don't have another opportunity to attack. Yeah. I mean, um, Glasgow Glasgow started well on that that occasion. It didn't really surprise that, you know, they they you know, they they got to try within the first 6 minutes, but um we we were able to grow into the game and um just basically they were, you know, they were conceding penalties and we were knocking them over and all that kind of stuff. But in the end, again, you you you're getting to the end of the game is like that was that was actually pretty comfortable. I was worried going into it, mm-hmm. but by the end, I was actually I wasn't. You know, it's it was a, it was a strange one. It, it was strange. So that was uh, we'd that gone was into that game saying a losing bonus point would be an acceptable result here. Absolutely, Absolutely. and then to deny and, them one that was yes that was huge psychologically, especially for the younger guys, yeah. young guys stepping up and saying, yeah. "Well, no, that's not the mentality we want to be playing with." We want to go into every mm. match, presuming we can win it, and stopping them from getting anything. It was glorious. Yes, absolutely. And then uh, you, you talk about the younger players. The following week, we had Northampton, and it, we, we've gotten to a stage now where even in our European teams, and this is what one thing I liked about our selection. Going back to talking about the Celtic Cup, some of those players were actually not only rewarded by getting Pro 14 starts, but the likes of. Um, Ronan Kelleher and uh, Kaylin Doris were actually getting full European starts and they were justifying Absolutely. Them. And I think Ronan and, Kelleher uh, particularly, I think I'm gutted for him that he's got this hand injury playing the way mm. he has been. 
but he scores tries for fun. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, that's the way these younger players have come on. I mean, they, they're going to have to assume that if this, these guys are being picked in Europe for Leinster, they can do, they, you know, they've got faith, they can do it. Absolutely. Not- Absolutely. And if anything, if anything can be considered when we, when we look back further down the line, when you look back, if you're going to consider what might be Leo Cullen's legacy, there'd be that first season in Europe when we had that match at the RDS against Bath when he threw in a lot of youngsters. Yeah. And, and it seemed they like still it was really for, well. for nothing them. at the time and people were going, well... Yeah, yeah. I, I suppose it's all right to Absolutely. give them a chance because we can't do a whole lot. And they all went out. Yeah. And again, like I was saying, that mentality that says we we don't play to make up the numbers, we play to win. And you might win every time, and, but they uh, go out with that idea that they can. Definitely. And as, and now it's evolved to a stage where, you know, um, after what happened against Saracens, so we're extra determined to do well in Europe this season. You know, we want to go for that fifth star. We really believe we can do it. But from the word go at the start, like um, he's putting in guys, no problems putting in guys like Kelleher, Doris, all these all these young names. And they, they just slot into the side really well. And it's great to see. Yeah. Um, and uh, when we played and when we went to Northampton, I played at Franklin's Gardens. We just played with that comfort again, and it was and it, and and they they again they it was a close match. Now that was a lot closer. Now uh, when it came to half time, I think we were up just three points at half time. Yeah, it was quite tight that at match, that and, stage. It, and it looked like yeah yeah. But um, when it, you know, still in the second half, they they didn't concede a point in the second half. I don't think they they, they just kind of blew them away in the second half. But it was mostly the defense because again, Northampton were, were coming at us. They, they were throwing were the kitchen sink at us, even trying. even when the game. Yeah, absolutely. But it was the defensive organization that won the day. And then finally, we get to last Saturday at the Aviva. Um, I think that was a lot more comfortable. I think that after well, you know, got try after in the all first that happened, two minutes, before, that helps. Oh, well, that's, that's a very that's nice a killer, settling it? moment. Three Northampton yeah. players have been cited today. So listen, that was a so basically that was eleven wins out of eleven. Um, no complaints about anything. Uh, what uh, uh, of the players that for me it was more of a team effort. And we've talked about the defense. Mm-hmm. We've talked about you know how reliable it's been. I mean, it's when you when you're when you're watching it in action, it's almost it's almost it's almost beauty to watch in, in the way they do it. It's like the two tacklers at once, one going high, one going low. It's just the organization of it all. It's, it must be so frustrating. Yeah, and it's the speed for the other players who are tackling are getting out of the rook. So. They've tackled, yeah. two, two players have tackled. Somebody's come in from the opposition to secure the ball. But one of those players is gone mm-hmm. by the time that happens. And the tackle is complete. One is yes. still holding him, waiting for the rook to form. And the other one is gone so that he's there, ready and waiting for whatever his next job is. Exactly. And get into the right position. You've got to realize where you've got to go. I mean, you might have had your bell rung or something as in the midst of the tackle, but you're still you're still under pressure to get up and, and, and get onto the next. It's 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 amazing to watch. I mean, it's not like other teams don't do it, but it's just Leinster have developed into just I, such I a the player who's such, doing it's, it's, it's like an art form. For me, has to be Will Connors. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I was talking to somebody during the week and apparently it all stems from training in school where what they were asked to do so they had to go in and tackle the man but behind the man is a net you've got to tackle Mm -hmm. the man and get you and him under the level of the net so when you watch him and he's tackling so low and driving through the player like that 
because you've got to get because that's how he was trained to get under this particular space. Mm, because it because it you also it's not only not only important to get low, but you also have to have to get your arms around it because it's be so easy you, if you get so low and you get your timing wrong, your right your 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 near shoulder will drop. Yep. And you'll end up, you'll just take him down with your shoulder, and that's a, that's an instant penalty. And that's that that's the um, tightrope Dan Lydiot would always be walking. Yeah. And um, and but Connor's just he it's he's he just knows exactly his timing and everything is exactly right, and he knows when to get involved as yeah. well. You know, he, he knows. You, you talk about him, you talk about him, and it's like, well, what about Vanderflair? And what about um, you know what about uh, Max Deegan? I yeah. mean, Max Deegan was what was one of our best players last season, but now he's he's he, he it's almost he, it's not like that he's fallen behind these other guys, but these other guys have come in, taken their chance, have been so good. It's hard to drop you know? a fellow who's and, playing so well, and you can't say absolutely and that's hard for both him and Doris. So Joe's got mm. uh, Leo's got that headache where he's kind of looking going. How, how do I pick one over the other? But he's not wrong when mm. he does. No, so absolutely. And 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 when you look at Ireland, when you look at this Ireland uh, squad, yeah. uh, you know, training squad for the first day, you see the names of Connors, Deegan, and Doris all included. You know, from the way they played up to now, you, you're thinking, okay, they've earned it. They're not just going to hold tackle no, backs. No. Do you know what I mean? It's like the, the, it, they've got a, they've showed an ability to play at European level against top teams, like you say, uh, league leading teams around Europe that they can play at yeah. that level. So it's it's going to be interesting. Even to, look at know, how seamlessly Deegan came on. So Doris got the HIA. Deegan comes on for the yeah. next sixty minutes, and it's like he'd been there mm. from the beginning. Just and it's like like I say about our back row, it's almost like a one arm bandage. You just pull the lever, you just come up with any three players and you've got a you've got a match winning there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well that was that was good. So any any other players now from around the team taking your eye? Yeah. I mean it's been mostly a team effort, but we'll we'll finish off with going over one or two I'm players. Really pleased and um, to see Gibson Park getting his opportunity. He's been called to that meetup as well. Yep. Which is a great chance for him. And mm-hmm. I think he's been playing some really, really good rugby. I think he's playing better this season yeah. than he was last. And um, you know, w- would he be starting for Ireland ahead of John Cooney? Probably not. But good to see him getting Probably the chance not, no. to at least put himself there. Uh, no, put, put himself in the showroom. Let it be seen. I'm here. And again, not just here to make numbers. I think James Lowe, yeah. uh, he just he just always impresses me. He is world yeah. class. And the fact that he does everything on the pitch with a smile on his face. Just yeah. you, you hate to play against a guy like that because you're looking going, what are you laughing mm. at? You smug little... <laughs> and, and it makes you angry Absolutely. and then you do something stupid and then suddenly there's a yellow card yeah. and all because he smiled at you. Absolutely. And the thing about him is that um, it's like his, he's one of those players and I think every team needs needs one where it's... Um, how how the hell is the opponent supposed to know what he's going to do if he doesn't know? Yeah. You know what I mean? He he'll, he'll break through, he'll break through one or two players and then he'll you know he he'll make the break. Then he'll decide what he's going to do. And um, and and you know sometimes it doesn't come no. off. Sometimes he does a little cheeky offload that doesn't come off. But no one's complaining because you know the next time it's going to work and it's going to be something yeah. amazing. And, and, and the next time he'll he'll pick the right option. And uh, as for Jordan Larmer, he just. <clears throat> I, I I saw that O'Driscoll suggested after his run of seven defenders that 
apparently O'Driscoll was saying, oh, he should really have offloaded here. You know, when you're playing with <laughs> that much confidence, why bother? Playing with that much confidence <laughs> that you can say, I don't need to offload. I, I, I'm sure I can beat this eight one. I'm sure of us. Absolutely. Um, one one more player I just want to mention that uh, sort of been under the radar, but I think he's had a very good calendar year of 2019. Is Dave Carney? Yes. Um, I think I, I think he's been um, he's been really consistent. He's done like Saturday. We saw the contrast. We had James Lowe doing his thing out in one wing, but when the ball came out in the other wing, he had Carney doing his thing as well. I mean, he, was, doing it well. he 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 fronted up to uh, opposite number. Yeah, he fronted up to the, this this um, tank of a yeah. winger against him uh, for Northampton, and uh, he wasn't afraid to hit him. He maybe he may not have brought him down the first time he hit him, but the guy still didn't make and a line break. The first time, you know, and um, him playing against no. Modolo, it was the same. It's the, you know, yes. here's this big, huge man. My job is to take him down and I will do my job mm. efficiently as I can. And mm. it's, it's great to see him having a good year. And again, great to see him named in that 45 players because he's put the work in for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, well, that was. Uh, listen, we could. We, I'm sure we could talk for hours about all these about about all these options, and it's been great. It's been great doing it. But I, I, I wanted to do that. I wanted to just be able to have a chat about the good things that have happened this season uh, for Leinster, and I think we've managed that. It's been a good start. Obviously, nothing's been taken for granted. No, no. We've got a tough interprovincial series. We still got to get that uh, home quarterfinal. Um, you know, there's 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 still loads to play for and stuff, but a lot to end the line. But for now. If, if we were going to sit and complain about anything about 11 wins out of 11 then Jesus there's, there, there, there's something <laughs> yeah. seriously wrong you know so I've enjoyed chatting with you thanks 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 oh, for coming oh, on Connor fun.